it's not disloyalty, that it's not open rebellion, but we are allowed to break those conditionings and go forward to do the work that is fulfilling, whether that's being an entrepreneur or something a little bit different. Um, the first step is giving ourselves Hello creative, I think it's safe to say we can all use more happiness in our life and business right about now. That clip you just heard is from today's guest, Trudy Pavlovsky, the happiness technician based in Australia. She works with people to help them align their mind, body, and soul. I wanted to have her on the show today to really do a deep dive in how we can use these principles to infuse more happiness into our life and business. Welcome to the show, Trudy Pavlovsky, the happiness technician based in Australia. She helps people get back their positive vibes so they can make their dream a reality. If you need help busting through mindset barriers and rewriting old stories that no longer serve you, then this is the episode for you. Thank you so much, Trudy, for taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, Nadia, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yes, I absolutely love your business, The Happiness Technician. It's something that so many of us need right now, especially in 2020. And so I'm very curious to know what really drew you into the space of happiness. What has your journey been like so far and just with helping others as well on, along their happiness journey? Oh, okay. Um, well, originally I wasn't looking to get into business. I had mm. a retail career that took me up to a national sales manager role. But I imagine for quite a few of the listeners out there, life uh, takes a couple of turns here and there and all of a sudden you're in a business. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh, but originally I worked with teenagers, um, supporting them with their mental health and developing life skills. And over 10 years in business, I've progressed to working with adults, but it really comes from my own um, battles with my own mental health issues in my teen years and my 20s that has brought me here today. Oh, I see. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that if you wouldn't mind kind of diving into it, because I know a lot of people could definitely benefit from hearing a little bit more about your story. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, people out there that have grown up experiencing various various traumas um, as children, teenagers. And for me, um, I'm 46 now. So back when I was in school, it's a very Aussie thing to mm -hmm. just be tough, toughen up, toughen up, sweetheart. It's a bit of a, a terminology here. Yes. So when you were demonstrating that you were struggling, uh, there wasn't the support there. So after many years of self-harm, acting out and not wanting to live anymore, I got to a point where, you know, I had to figure it out for myself. <laughs> right. So I went on this massive journey of studying the science and the energy and all the stuff in between around mental health and, and happiness. And so I've realized now that my purpose has always been to support people with that. Yes, yes, that's beautiful. I love really hearing a little bit more about your story because I know so many of us can 
relate to being in situations where we can't really align these things and we're not sure where to turn or who to turn to. And so I think being able to turn that into a way to serve others now who are maybe experiencing something similar to you did is just truly, truly powerful. It, it feels like a gift and yes. it allows me to make sense of all of the experiences that have happened to me because unfortunately there's a lot right. and being able to relate to people on the level of, yes, I've experienced it. I haven't read about it in a book. Right. Has, I feel like gives me such ability to really deeply connect with people right. and, and support them on their healing journey. Exactly. Yes, I love that. And I, I see that you're really into aligning your mind, your body and your soul. And here with my business, uh, Work and Woo, I'm really focused more on the mind, business and spirit. Yep. And so I would really love to sort of hear your perspective on working with people who potentially are unhappy with their work or their career, or their business. Yep. Uh, because yeah. for me personally, I launched my business Work and Woo because I was unhappy with my work and felt this calling to do something, but I wasn't really sure what that something was. And yeah. so I love to hear if you've ever experienced anything like that with being unhappy with your work or have you worked with other people who are in that situation? They come to you and they say, maybe they're unhappy in a couple of different areas of their life, but especially when it comes to work, um, what do you think can help people really align those things? Oh, this is a, a great question. Thank you for asking. Oh. Um, look, I think a lot of us are conditioned from a very young age to follow a particular path, whether it's, you know, get married, have kids, or whether it's to go out and have a career. A lot of that is very traditional and, you know, our parents base how they support us on their own experiences growing up. And for a lot of people, that is perfect and exactly where they need to be and they're happy. But for those of us who feel that restlessness and that desire to give more or be more or do more than what we've been told we can, that shows up as that restlessness, right? right. And I think something that we really have to understand is we are conditioned on so many levels to live our life and behave a certain way. But when you have that restlessness show up, the first thing is to acknowledge it and understand that we are allowed to break the rules. We are allowed to not follow the path, the traditional path that we learn growing up and quite often what we see in our family. And something that I work with with my clients, um, they're called maladaptive schemas. Um, okay. If you've read The Big Leap, you would have, have heard about um, these upper limits. And one of them is about if we don't follow the traditional path, it can feel like a betrayal and a, a disloyalty to our parents and our grandparents and our other members of our family. And, you know, back in the cave days, breaking the rules and getting kicked out of the caves meant death. And we still on a very unconscious level operate in that, um, in that space with that behaviour. So understanding that it's not disloyalty, that it's not open rebellion, but we are allowed to break those conditionings and go forward to do the work that is fulfilling, whether that's being an entrepreneur or something a little bit different, 
um, the first step is giving ourselves permission. I'm very much about permission to actually do what you want because if you don't give yourself permission, you're never going to get anywhere. You're going to remain stuck. But sometimes that permission is so hard to grant yourself. Yes, that's, so that's true. Yeah, that's my first first sort of thing that I tend to to look at with people. Yeah. No, that's so true. And I think especially, like you said, in this world of sort of these expectations of the different career path that you're supposed to traditionally go down or the expectations of people around you, it can be can feel very restricting for those of us who do feel that calling to start something bigger than ourselves. And maybe it might come across or we might feel like, be feeling like it's selfish, but really it's not. You really do need to step into what it is you're meant to do because that's really how you live a fulfilling and happy life and, and getting back yeah. to that. So it's really beautiful that you shared that. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it, it's, look, for me, going into business, and I, I believe there'll be a lot of people that will be able to relate to this, maybe even yourself, was that it didn't feel supported by my family because it was something quite different. Mm -hmm. um, and where older generations can sometimes crave the feeling of security of knowing you work a set amount of hours, you get paid a, a certain salary and there's a level of security in that. When family or friends encourage you to go back to get a job, which mm -hmm. happened to me for my first six years in business, was it really comes from a space of love and to not let that derail you from your vision that you have for your life that's that's a huge thing of not building resentment around any of that but going okay I can see that you love me this is how you live life I'm not aligned to your values of living but that doesn't mean either of us are wrong um, and then just lovingly say thank you and keep going on your path right no, that's so true. And I've, I've definitely experienced that, especially with my previous position that I was in, because it was on the outside looked very amazing and that everything was going well. But on the inside, I really felt that, you know, restlessness that you talked about earlier mm. of doing something else. But when you are thinking outside of the box in terms of your work, it is hard for other people to relate and understand really what you're doing, because it, it does sound very risky. And like you said, it's not as secure as I think the nine to five is sort of perceived yeah. in society. Especially when you're leaving a six figure salary in a company car and all the perks right. and going into, I'm a startup business now. <laughs> what yes. am I doing? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It can be a bit of a shock to your own system as well. Definitely. Um, but when you, when, when you feel something stirring within you, even if you don't know exactly what you're supposed to be doing yet. Like I always say, you know, our childhood has clues and quite often you can go back and explore those things from childhood that you loved and why they might not show up the exact way that you dreamt of them in childhood. There really are some clues there about what your, your real purpose could be. Um, I know for me, for example, when I was in primary school, I told my teachers um, I wanted to be a teacher and I told them I wanted to be a psychologist and I told them I wanted to be a performer. Mm. And so in my businesses over the last 10 years, as a coach with teenagers, we ran experiential games and dressed up as characters. So I was supporting mindset and getting to perform and teaching, but not in the traditional way. Right. So 
something I work with with people is you know the the content of what you want. So if you're here going, I want to be of service somehow, hold on to that as your identity. I am somebody of great service and give yourself permission to explore different forms of how that could look because you don't have to get it right the first time. So I've, I've had three iterations of, of my business, you know, learning, growing and moving forward. So don't worry about perfection. Get out there and start exploring and be curious and have fun with it because something I see with business is once you get into it, it's so easy to get super serious, which then can be an absolute energy drain. Right. Yeah. Yes. No, that's so true. And I know I do work with a lot of people who are in that sort of dreamy idea stage and they do, like I said, they feel that calling, but they're not really taking that action because of all these things are maybe getting in the way and feeling kind of staying in that kind of stuck and confused state. And so I love how you said, you know, getting back to childhood and looking at really what you love to do as a child. Um, How do you think is a a better way to help people or just another way to help people kind of get into that taking action part of moving into their whatever they feel pulled or drawn towards if they're not totally clear on what that something is? Well, there's there's another thing um, that I was was taught and, you know, it's another thing that I imagine you would do this with your clients as well, Nadia, that you look at where you were five to ten years ago mm-hmm. and you help that version of you. Yes. So I know for me, for example, ten years ago and even five years ago, looking back, um, I might have not been admitting it so much at the time, but I was really quite depressed and unhappy. And the business that I'd I'd started wasn't working. The relationship that I was in with my partner slash business partner was really tricky and I was super unhappy. And if I had have just started there, (laughs) I would have, you know, been where I am now a bit sooner. But I also want to explain to people, give yourself grace. Like you go and do something and you get lessons from whatever it is that you do. And if you don't stick with that after five years and you want to change, that's okay take the lessons from the first business and move on. So if you're looking for growth and um, opportunities and just have a go and start something and don't feel attached to the idea that that has to be forever. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. I think there is definitely a lot of fear in that, especially in the beginning, starting something and then feeling like you're going to be known for that forever. But really that's the time to experiment and to really have fun and, and try different things out. So I definitely yeah. agree with that. Um, so I wanted to touch on, I looked at one of your blog posts about mindset and I thought it was really interesting um, because you said something about mindset in regards to sort of working on mindset for a while, but not really feeling like you were where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And that's something I feel like I've dealt with before. And I feel like now with mindset being sort of this, you know, buzzword, everyone's talking about mindset, but really there are layers to it. And I think that a lot of people kind of miss that part in it. And Mm -hmm. so I'd love to hear more about sort of your thoughts on having a positive mindset and what that really means to living a happy life. Well, I've been on a journey for a long time to really understand 
why I stayed stuck, why I stayed depressed, why Mm -hmm. I kept repeating patterns and sabotaging my own life and indulging in very, very destructive behavior. And what I realized that mindset is important, but you also need to understand your physical body, your emotional responses, how your brain functions, how your cellular body can create sabotage, the importance of daily practice. So mindset on itself is important, but I truly believe it's not the only thing to crafting long, stable and lasting happiness in your life. And this comes from 15 years of study um, starting from, you know, doing a certificate for in coaching to NLP to energy work. And in the last 18 months, I really embraced uh, universal law slash metaphysics, depending on how you want to, um, what you want to call it. And I realized that there is so much more than just a modality or just one section. And I think when you really explore the mind, body, emotion and spiritual connection in your physical body and bring all of that together, that's where the true magic happens. And for the clients that I've worked with that you know are identifying as depressed because we do a lot of identity work as well, yes. um, understanding the whole process and not just components makes the difference because can you think yourself happy? I think right. you can to a certain point. But if you don't understand everything else going on around at that, um, it's not stable necessarily. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's my to... beliefs. People yes. may may disagree. That's that's fine. I'm I'm always open to to discussions. But I think we need to definitely look at a a whole perspective, not just sections. Right. No, I think that's true too. And I thought it was really interesting what you said about identity because. I think a lot of times we view ourselves or see ourselves in a certain way and then we struggle with maybe the way we're perceived by others mm-hmm. and that can hold us back a lot. Is that something that you see in working with people that that's sort of a conflict that they're faced with where they see themselves as maybe being kind of stepping into something bigger than themselves and doing something grand, but then in their everyday life, they feel like they're kind of seen as just um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Just you know, not someone that would maybe excel at anything for whatever reason, um, when really they don't see themselves that way. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting because then we're, we're looking at that inner critic voice and, um, you know, moving through that. But I, I liked what you said in regards to identity and having a purpose bigger than you. Um, that's been a huge turning point for a lot of people that I've worked with and for myself as well. Because as soon as in any situation you step out of yourself and look at the others, uh, other people around you as individuals or look at the situation beyond you as an individual, it really does allow you space to step up and step into that identity. And, you know, I mean, you obviously can't see it because we're, we're talking, but I have a post-it note that is stuck on my laptop and I stick it on the door so when I leave... I always remember I'm allowed yes. and I'm constantly granting myself permission because we're taught as children we don't have autonomy, that we always have to ask somebody else if it's okay. We don't mm. learn how to self-validate and we bring that forward into our adult life 
and by constantly reminding myself I'm allowed and I would suggest everybody listening to this set up a little post-it note that says I'm allowed you are conditioning yourself to look beyond what anyone else says what they think of you to step into that identity of your purpose to then be able to go out and do the work more freely and if you do get any um, static from anyone in your family or friends or people people who don't get what you're doing um, it's like water off a duck's back it doesn't actually matter you can right. say thank you send them on their way with love and just go about your business but right. re-getting that autonomy over yourself is so powerful and so important especially when you when you're deciding this is who I am this is my identity right so powerful yes it is truly powerful and I think something else important to remember is that we don't have to rush into this next step I think because of what's happening with the fast pace of the world and online and social media it's we feel like this process and we have to figure out our success tomorrow because we feel the yeah. calling but it really is a transition it it takes time and I feel like just like you said just giving yourself permission to go through the process and that you are allowed that you can do it is is truly something that I hope yes a lot of listeners can take away today and mm -hmm. I love the idea of writing it down on a post no I'm gonna I'm actually gonna try that out as well because I think that's really beneficial I've to been a lot doing of it for years yes like, for years. you put it on the door before you leave the house so you're always reminding yourself I always have it at my laptop because I grew up in a space where I never felt like I was allowed was, right you know the teachers parents older siblings rules like and there was always growing up there was and this is the trauma part coming in mm -hmm. there was always penalties for you know, not following the rules or not asking permission. So it's been a, a complete um, unraveling of that to recreate a, a new identity and version around that. Right. And yeah, something no. you said before, actually, it's like if if people who are starting out in business want a little bit of inspiration, yes. I've been in business for 10 years and I have only truly, truly stepped into the work I want to do over the last 18 months okay and I loved the other work that I was doing but I knew it wasn't my purpose work mm -hmm. and I allowed the evolution to take place and yes. so giving yourself grace allowing spaciousness for your growth and your development as you develop your business and your skills and you test things out that's that's setting yourself up for success right. believe that 100 percent Yes. There's no, no rush for it to be perfect in the first three to six months. Right. There's never no, any I, rush for it to be perfect. Yes, yes. No, I totally agree with that. I think that the perfectionism that, again, I feel like it's just kind of brought on by looking sort of external and, and not within sort of what's happening online with other businesses instead of just taking the path that's meant for you and looking internally. Mm. And you really can't believe what goes online half the time anyway. I know a coach who looks totally totally successful and amazing on online all her graphics and everything her videos everything just looks so schmick but when I was talking to her on the phone she said she's basically broke because every cent she earns goes back into maintaining an image right. with her business I don't know if that's how I would really want to be doing it but I think these days people aren't looking for perfection anyway People want to know that you're real and that you care and that you care about what you do and you care about them. 
So let that drive your, your business when you're posting your copy or doing a Facebook Live. Show people how much you care. Yes, and I love that. I think um, something you said that I thought was really beautiful was stop outsourcing your happiness and make happiness an inside job. I feel like that really relates to what you just said of it sounds like this person is potentially outsourcing their happiness instead of looking to what they really want to do and what they want to create. And I think as creatives, you know, it doesn't have to be creative. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be the expression of what we're trying to share. Um, so yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, I, I wrote a post once and I'm, I'm pretty straightforward down the line, like this is what I think or what I want to share. And um, somebody came in and called my post clumsy because she didn't agree what I'd, I'd said. And mm. I'm like, different perspectives, that's mm-hmm. fine. But I'm like, I could have sat there for an hour and edited it and edited it and worked it and worked it and maybe right. come up with something that was more um okay for this other lady but I prefer to be real and that's something I encourage for everyone don't over edit your posts right from the heart like the people that love you will read that and go yes and the people that don't resonate will fall away right that's kind of what you want online in my opinion anyway (laughs) yes no that's that's definitely true I love to hear more about the clients that you work with I mean without giving like too much information away but are most of them coming to you who are in sort of a business space entrepreneurial and then they're feeling unhappy with their work or is it more just life in general or life and work or how does that kind of look like oh I get a combination um I've worked with some amazing men who have said you know, they don't want to be depressed anymore and they want okay. to redefine their identity. So um, that's an absolute gift of work to, to do because for men to be able to come forward and say, hey, I'm vulnerable and I'm unhappy, yes. um, that's a big challenge for them. Uh, but I also work with a lot of uh, entrepreneurial women who um, have plateaued in their business or they're feeling mm. stuck or they've got uncertainty coming in from external forces <laughs> so right. they need somebody cheering them on on their team because after 10 years in business while I I don't identify as a business coach anymore I believe how you're showing up in one area of your life is how you're showing up in all areas so um, I do a lot of support in that regard oh, as nice. well so yes what would you say in your business journey has been sort of some kind of I would say maybe like key things that helped you along your business journey, maybe some things that potentially held you back that were sort of maybe things that you tried out that you really feel like you didn't need to try that kind of held you back versus things that really did help kind of push the needle for you. Look, you definitely need to surround yourself with um, a supportive environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have people that aren't supportive, just don't talk to them about your business. (laughs) I found that uh, worked quite well. (laughs) Yes. one thing I, in coaching terminology, I identify that I am a mismatcher and I am a rebel. I don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. And I can look back now that in some instances, doing what I was told to do didn't work for me. But there were times where I feel now, because hindsight is such a gift, that yeah. if I had have listened, <laughs> I probably would be a little bit further ahead. Um, So being really aware of your own personality traits um, is really important because 
Um, sometimes being rebellious allows you to be very innovative and create new things by not following the rules. But sometimes there are some rules slash guidelines that actually work. So checking in on your energy around why you want to or you don't want to do something, I think mm -hmm. is really important because nobody ever taught me to trust my intuition at the start either with business. And it was all about, if you don't do this thing my way, you will fail. So as soon as somebody tells me that, of course, I'm like, well, I'm not doing it your way. I'll do it mine. Right. So really understanding yourself and taking some time out to understand yourself can really help your success. Yes. No, I think that's so true, especially in the online business space. There's so many different ways to do things and so many different things work and it doesn't mean you have to do it this one way. And I think when you are new to this space, it can feel a little bit sort of overwhelming on where to turn because there is so much information, but it all really does work. You just have to pick yeah. the one that really aligns the most with you, highlights your skills and your strengths. And I think from a from an energy perspective, because like I said earlier, I've only really been um, getting into metaphysics the last 18 months, mm -hmm. but managing your own energy, your beliefs around what you can and can't have, um, finding ways to let go of old stories from your past that tell you that you can't have, can't do, can't be, and rewriting those stories to say, yes, I can, and having a, a really clear feeling around how you want to feel as your success grows really helps. And because I used to be very cynical on that sort of woo-woo kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now I love it. Yes. No, <laughs> it I do really too. makes a huge difference. No, it definitely does. What would you say to someone who's sort of new to playing with their energy and rewriting their old stories? Where is the kind of a best place to sort of tap into it? Because I think when you're new to it, you might not really know kind of what the difference is a little bit. Yeah. Um, what what Look, kind of I, you? I honestly think everyone needs some sort of support mechanism in place, mm -hmm. some sort of coach, um, mentor, somebody like that that can help you with that. Yes. Um, when you are looking at um, the, the energetics around what you want to do, the put your hand on your heart and go does this feel good right mm -hmm. and if you're not sure if it feels good for you or if it's the right thing that's where having a mentor or a coach comes in because you don't know what you don't know and you know I love having this sort of curious playfulness around taking action in my business now so that if I do do something and it doesn't work out how I sort of was hoping slash anticipated it's not the end of the world. It's like, okay, I did it. It's that fail forward, fail fast. Mm -hmm. um, and once again, it's, you know, being very aware of how you're feeling about anything in the moment and that inner dialogue. Because when things aren't working, that's when the inner critic likes to pop up and say, well, who do you to think that you could do that or, you know, that kind of stuff. So be very aware of the self-talk. Yes. It's hugely important because for my first five years in business, I was very unkind to myself, mm. very unkind, and that held me back. Right. No, I definitely see that and understand that perspective because it is, yeah, it, it is, I think, a lot of us kind of looking, like we sort of said, just externally and not really tapping into yourself, and, and that's really going to lead you astray when you're sort of letting other people navigate your own ship in a sense. Yeah, so. yeah. 
And I, I mentioned it earlier that ability to self-validate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe you need to make every single decision in your business on your own to be successful and self-validate. Mm-hmm. I do believe you need to have a couple of people who get business in your corner, who are there to support you, who will, who know you, know what your purpose is, know what you want to create. And then when you do have ideas, they're the only people you go and talk to. Right. You don't go ask your neighbor's uncle three streets down the, the road what his opinion is when he's never been in business. But unfortunately, what happens when we start out, we do tend to seek external approval from people mm-hmm. that probably aren't really the right people to be giving us business support. Right. Like going asking someone who's never had a business before what they think about your product launch, that's not going to help you out. But right. people do it, right? So, yeah, get a good team in your corner. Yes. No, that's that's really powerful. I know when I first started out, opening myself up to mentorship and coaching was just life-changing. It was something that I didn't really think about before because I'm such an independent person. I just sort of, you know, take things as I go. But when I started to really open myself up to other people that understood what I was trying to do, it just made things so much smoother and things just flow. And so I really mm-hmm. want to spread that message more that coaching, business coaching, mindset coaching, when you're starting out and even throughout business, even as you get to new levels is just, it's so important. It's that whole story, right? People don't get to the Olympics and then get a coach. They have the coach supporting them to get to the Olympics. And I've been me personally, I've been very blessed to have some amazing mentors, even if I wasn't listening to them all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the point is they, they were there and mm-hmm. I had free will and the choice to say yes or no to what they suggested. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and and that, that really is important. It really is. Because when you're not feeling your own purpose or your own greatness, having somebody there to, to lift you up and somebody who sees more in you than you potentially see in yourself in that moment is the best gift you can give yourself. Yes. And it's not necessarily just business either. There's, you know, for life as well. Right. No, I think that's so true. And I'd love to hear, cause I know you talk a lot about, or I've noticed on your, on your um, page about, you know, living the dream life. And I really would love to hear, you know, sort of your perspective on that because of course our dream life is going to look different to all of us mm-hmm. and like I said we're kind of in this space of in a sense comparing ourselves to others in a lot of situations when it comes to success and building this dream life and so what do you think that really means for people as a whole uh, what is sort of stepping into the version of your dream life really look like and how do you think people can kind of release what that version might be to someone else versus what it really is to them because it's going to be different for all of us. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, I think your personal values are a huge driver. Um, Knowing what is important to you and why it's important to you is going to help you stay in that. And look, I say to my clients all the time, swim in your own lane. I don't really know what a lot of other people are doing online. I have a core group of people that I follow. I like their energy. I like their vibe. I like um, what they say. I'm aligned to them from values, a values perspective. And I don't know what half the big names 
probably even like 75% of the big names are out there because I don't want to be sitting there comparing myself and getting distracted. I know what I want, who I am, where I'm going. I have a very clear vision now for who I am and how I want to show up. And I'm just not going to get drawn into that like what other people are doing because like when I was talking about this other coach lady who um, was actually broke, like she looks so good online. You can't tell what's really going on. So I've just, I've removed the comparison game from my life completely. It's made it so much more relaxed and easier. Yes, definitely. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And that kind of leads me to my next question of what does happiness look and feel like for you? I'd really love to hear your perspective on happiness since you are the happiness technician. <laughs> look, happiness is found to me in the moment. And uh, a big epiphany that I had with my life um, uh, after my third suicide attempt is like it really, really is up to me to cultivate the kind of life that I, I want to live and to cultivate those feelings. And happiness, we, we exist moment to moment. And I've taught myself to, and, and anyone can do this, is just in that moment to make a decision on how I want to feel and how I want to show up and choose appropriate action. Like you bring your life down to decision and choice in every moment. You get to choose that. Mm-hmm. So I might have some things going on in the background where something didn't work or whatever, but I can still in this moment look around and at the moment I'm, I'm in my office, I can look down and I can see one of my cats. That makes me happy because I choose to look over there and go, yes, that's a happy thing for me. And I think sometimes happiness is made to sound like it's really really hard Mm -hmm. and I know for people who are you know anxious and depressed um, it does feel like that but you can retrain yourself to remember what it is to feel joy in every moment it's a decision and a choice decision and a choice and you get to a get into a rhythm with that that eventually it just becomes unconscious but if you are depressed and anxious and unhappy you know, consciously, you start to choose that. And that's the first step of any journey, making the decision and basing your choices from there. Right. No, I think that's beautiful and really goes along with rewriting the stories that are no longer serving you and and really starting a new, a new choice for yourself moving forward so that you don't have to live in this pattern that's just not helping you live the happiest life that you could possibly live. Exactly. Exactly. And for somebody like me who bullied in primary school, abused, absent father, all of these things, right from a very early age, just there was so much unhappiness to get to a point to be able to say, no, I choose to see the joy. I choose to feel good. I choose in every moment, no matter what's happening external to me, I choose internally to look for the good. And that doesn't mean you ignore if um, sad feelings or bad feelings come up. We don't bypass the emotions, but we have the power within ourselves to go, okay, no, I'm going to feel good now. 
And, you know, when those big emotions like sadness or anger or rage do come up, because there's going to be situations, especially for people who've had a lot of trauma that bring those feelings up, we grant ourselves permission to feel the feelings, process and let it go. Because when you start trapping emotion in your body, um, that's when your cellular stuff starts creating sabotage points and all sorts of things. So. I'm never, I'm never about telling people not to feel unhappy and whatever those feelings are, but I am about giving yourself permission to still feel beauty even in the sad moments. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I'm curious to know with the people that you work with, are you noticing that most of them are sort of holding themselves back because of things from childhood or is it a combination of sort of recent things in adulthood or is it kind of just, I guess, all over the map? Uh, it, it Look, it is all over, all okay. over the map yeah. um, because people, you know, I've worked with people that they're going along in their life and everything is good. They might have some moments of regret here or there, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel that bad at the time. But then, one thing happens and they feel like their world's falling apart. Right. But the, the biggest challenge I see and, you know, back in my days working with teenagers, um, our education system lets us down. Right. You know, we're not taught how to really manage our feelings and emotions when we're kids. We're taught we have to sit down and be quiet. We're not allowed to feel. Um, and so as adults we grow up and we have no tools when stuff does go pear-shaped to be able to cope and so if anyone is out there saying to themselves I don't know why I feel like this there's no reason for me to feel like this and Mm. please don't shame yourself for feeling how you feel it's you feel how you feel and that's okay just give yourself permission to go and find ways to work on that and heal from that we live in a very very stressful time more so now than ever with lockdowns and all these things going on so give yourself that that gift reach out to someone somewhere and get support because we're not set up to be successful with our big emotions from childhood right oh that's so true and yes with everything that's going on in the world right now it's it's been a lot to deal with and especially if you have other things that you were sort of trying to process even when you know, the world started to shift in 2020, it can, I'm sure it can feel like a huge weight on a lot of people's shoulders. So I think it's really important to know that you don't have to do it alone. You can reach out, you can find people to connect with and, and it doesn't have to be that way. You can be happy again and, and yeah. connect back with yourself. So I think it's really important to share that. And if anyone out there is feeling good, that's awesome. And if you know yes. someone who's not feeling great, um keep in touch with them just let them know that they're loved and they're supported and that you're there for them don't always wait for them to come to you because when people are really depressed and anxious quite often from this is my own experience and you know a lot of people that I've worked with people don't want to be a burden and they feel like a burden so you know if your friends go quiet if there's radio silence on the (laughs) on the airwaves just, you know, reach out and let them know that they're loved and, and supported. Right. It makes a huge difference. Yes, no, definitely. 
Yes, no, I love that. And so I really, I love to leave our guests, our listeners with an action that they can implement. I feel like you kind of just shared it just there, but um, if you have any more insight or anything you'd like to share about how people can infuse more happiness into their life and work, I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts. And then, yeah, any services that you're currently offering that uh, listeners can connect with you on, that would be really, truly beneficial as well to hear. Oh, okay. So I think learning to give yourself permission because we uh, don't live in a, a space where we're raised that way. Mm-hmm. Really give yourself permission to be honest with yourself about what it is you truly, truly desire. I do a lot of work um, with my clients on shadow values. So they're the values that um, we, we crave but we feel guilty for admitting to. So if you want to do something where you get a lot of attention and you get to feel superior and you're in control and, you know, be really honest about what it is that you desire. So for me, uh, my goal is national television and to get my own spot on a national TV show, doing some happiness, like a little happiness segment, right? That's my goal. That's my vision. And I own that. I own that in every cell of my body. So sit down. Get that core thing of what you desire and then don't be attached to it having to show up in any particular way. So just feel the feelings of having what it is that you want. And I have a post-it note um, on my monitor that has a whole heap of different feeling words about what it feels like for me to hit that goal. So energetically, vibrationally, I'm becoming a match to that and I'm I'm giving myself full permission to go for it because that was something from childhood that I always secretly wanted. So I'm not a, it's not a secret anymore. I've removed the judgment around it. And if you can remove judgment around, and let me start again. If people have what you want and you judge them for it, you need to remove the judgment so you can allow that to show up in your life. And if that's more happiness, more career success or a particular type of career success, remove the judgment, feel what it feels like to have it, and then give yourself the space to let it unfold. That's what I've been doing a lot of lately. And the opportunities are just showing up everywhere now. Yes, I love that so much. I can't wait to see it. Your happiness (laughs) segment's beautiful. I think we, yes, we definitely want this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. So I'd love to hear uh, what services you're currently offering for anyone out there who maybe is in a situation right now where they don't feel as happy as they'd like to in their life and in their work and how people can connect with you after the episode. Um, probably the, well, look, there's a couple of ways. Um, you can book in a free 15 minute chat with me and talk about where you're at and what um, working with me could look like. Um, or like probably the most cost-effective way is I do have a membership site. It's called Liberate Your Life, uh, $77 a month Australian. Um, I do a live call uh, every week in there and do a group coaching call once a month. It's dynamic. I'm in there every day to support you. Um, Or if you are feeling quite depressed, please get in touch and we can talk more about doing some one-on-one work. It's, it's very unique. It's very, it's stylized to what you need as an individual. So yeah, feel free to reach out. 
always happy to have a chat. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. And creative. I'll have everything linked in the show notes so you can connect with Trudy. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today. I know that it's going to help a lot of people. I really appreciate you sharing your beautiful message. It was really, really lovely to hear. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Nadia. I, I really appreciate it. And my look, my whole purpose for being here is to remind people that, you know, happiness is an inside job and I believe in you and you've got this. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shruti. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a positive review. Check out workyourmood.com and come get more inspiration on Instagram. I'll chat with you next time. Bye.